0: He said, when God wanted to remove Egypt, Israel out of Egypt, listen to this. That before that, Pharaoh used to kill, I've forgotten how many cattle a day. Let's, as an example, let's assume that 100 cows will die one day, 300 goats, 1,000 fowls, 70 bags of rice they will cook to feed everybody that will come. They said, Moses now went and prayed and said, Destroy Pharaoh. God said, Eh? Who will feed these people? So he and God had to scheme that first, we have to make Pharaoh stop doing his good works. So little rumors were presented to him. He would tighten the bondage on the people of Israel and break off the amount of offerings he was using to help people. And let me prove this scripture like that. Look at what happened to Daniel. When Daniel saw that Nebuchadnezzar was in trouble, what did he say to Nebuchadnezzar? He said, let's try and see whether we can prolong the days of your prosperity. How do you do this? He said, start doing good to the poor. Break off from your evil works and start doing good. Start showing mercy. To let you know that nobody should lie to you. That you are helping your auntie and she's a witch, so she's afflicting you. No, it's a lie. They said, the, <laughs> let me complete the story the way he told it. He said, the day that Moses carried the Israelites out of Egypt there was only one foul. They stuttered that night. <laughs> Too many hungry people. Now all of them were now crying to God. This Pharaoh said, what's wrong with him? I don't know, Pharaoh's making us hungry. Accusation piled up, pile up, pile up. John to the table where God, had, God added everything together. His judgment came. Now, that's not Christianity, it's spiritism. But I want you to understand. So somebody telling you that, it, it, assume you are even an unbeliever, they not tell you that it's because you are helping your uncle. That's why, because he's a witch, your life is not moving forward. Tell the person, spiritually, you know nothing. From what you have said, I would have died earlier if I wasn't doing what I'm doing. You don't break off from doing good works to sustain your long life. It doesn't happen. You increase it. Even if you wanted to operate spiritism level. I mean, listen, I don't know why I'm preaching like this today. Christians, be careful. I'm talking about knowledge. Be very, very careful. Though. You want to travel, you're hiding it from people. You're opening doors to Satan in your life. Because you're hiding it has a reason. Is that a reason, like I said to you on Tuesday, that speaking the realm of the spirit, the demons know who is afraid. They're going to wait for you at nightmare or opium shop. They will wait. Why you are afraid? If you are confident, you will say, "He prepares a table before me, even in the presence of my enemies." So you will tell his enemies, "Ah, tomorrow we will be traveling. We are going to Lagos. The Lord is good." If they have the power, go and wait on the road. That's how people die early. Those who think they have the power, go and wait. If you really are a witch, go and wait. When I have never hidden, I'm traveling. Never. Hi, for what now? phone From who? How you talk as if the spirits don't know you are going somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> the spirits know. <laughs> They know you want to go somewhere. So don't bother hiding. They clearly they say, ah, how are you doing? Fine. I hear people are traveling. They say, no, we're not going anywhere. tell them, yes, we are traveling. Who told you? So person say, oh, yes, it is. We are, that is true. We are traveling. Me, my wife, the whole, all the children. We are going in this particular car. I have sent the car for servicing. I'm not locking the door this night. Go and plant all your jars there. Let's see. Some people are saying, "I oh, You know, this is not our message for today." But I think we are helping one or two people. We are helping some people who came with fear and trembling, telling them to walk confidently, knowing that greater is He that is in them than He that is in the world. I mean, declare. Look confidently. You know, there are times people will say that. Ah, don't mention your children. Everybody that listens to me. knows all the names of my children. Everybody. When I see strangers, they will say, "How is Akiru? How is Victory? How did you know them, sir? You talk about them in your messages." I'm not afraid. What if they know your children's name? I also know my children's name. <laughs> I also know my children's names. I do. You don't have power over them. I have power over them. If I come before the judgment throne of, of God on their behalf, it carries weight. You won't carry no weight. Even if they sinned against you, the power of my prayers covered them. Even if they sinned against you, and they did not. What are you talking about? You see, we behave in one kind, anyhow. If you want to travel, don't tell anybody. I'm be warning you. listen, if you behave like that, you are opening your life to evil spirits. Never just say they can see your color in the realm of the spirit. You smell. That is, every attitude has an odor. You know, the way somebody sprays a very good perfume, you know when it comes in. When a fearful person comes in, the spirits can smell it. You know dogs can smell fear. Yeah. Ordinary dogs. Went to my friend's house other did to go look at to look at his dog. So at the point that the guy, the dog did home. So I stood still. I didn't move. I told the dog, be careful yourself. Huh? Which I could say because I could see the chain was intact. <laughs> now it's what he said that's why I remember it. He said, Oh, that's a very good attitude. That's a good attitude. He said, if you run when a child like that, you will have made it go crazy. He said, but when you stopped, the doctor had to pause and look at you. Even though I stopped because I didn't want trouble, but <laughs> but on the more serious note, one day, one of my sisters told me story of one of our brothers. I know the brother, but I knew him before I met her. So when I found out that we know the same person that they are neighbors. So he said one day two of them went on the streets they were walking, and I used to tell her stop being fearful stop being fearful. So one day they were going, suddenly a dog ran out from somewhere and was charging at them. That when he saw the dog, he you know he started running, and went and you no know, caught up with him I think it was he was she was he was a bit far away from her caught up with him, and you know ran behind him, and he just told her relax he doesn't dog from anywhere, he just turned, and the dog was charging charging he just stopped and the dog he said. Stop in Jesus' name. The dog goes near them. Mm. <laughs> so stop being afraid. Let's go. Listen. I'm talking about spiritual things. All these things you are doing out of fear. You are attracting demonic dogs. Are you getting my point? Yeah, dogs are in the realm of the spirit. So beware of the dogs. It's in the Bible like that. <laughs> they, are d- they are spiritual dogs looking for who to attack. You are hiding when you want to travel from your neighbors. The dog can smell it. The dogs can smell it. The dogs can smell it. They know the fearful person. They can smell it. Come on, talk with. I mean, why are you a believer for goodness sake? They say dollar lost lost value against the dollar. You are panicking. Ask my wife. I laughed from when this last one went from 150 to reach 450 and was crying towards, towards 500. All I did was laugh. All I did was laugh. I did not want the. In fact, There was a time I deliberately stopped reading. When I see the headline in the papers, um, Naira crashes against the dollar. I go to the next page. When I see police catches notorious arm robber, I read that one. It's a sign of victory. (laughs) I read it. Notorious kidnapper arrested in Oweri. I read that one. It's a sign of victory. Naira crashes against the pound. I just just move over. Because I know, like I said, it's every day. God is taking care of us. As long as there is food for today, we will be grateful for today. And if there is no food, we will still rejoice inside the no food. You know, we have lived like this for decades now. Learned this thing long ago. And I realized that, you know the truth? Life is good. Life is good. All the fears of those days haven't come to pass. Life is good i seen people make funny, funny decisions. I say, why do you behave like this? And they say, eh, because safety is in America. Listen, safety, the Bible says, clearly is of the Lord. I saw something the other day. Let me repeat it again. Be very careful what you do. What I mean is this. Be very careful that you don't take decisions that straightforward disobey the word of God. Please, you will never be blessed doing that. I said it the other day. Let me say it again. If God says relax. And you say I will not relax. You know people start reading the Bible. They twist it around to fit what they are saying. You are begging for judgment. If the word of God says something. And you don't know how to obey it. You know what you do? Take that word. Go home. And start using it to pray every day. Don't make any decision. No, 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 no! Don't. It can be difficult. Just take that word and use to pray every day. Don't. No, let let me say it again. Don't even try. There's something about the word of God. God, He knows life can be hard. He knows things can be tough. You know, He knows He's aware. And the Bible even says that He is mindful that we are both flesh. That is, He understands. He knows that if you are in the wilderness, if you get thirsty, things can be rough. He's aware of it. He knows that if you are, let's say you are 32, you are four in a class, you have another, you know, you have age grade. How do they say it, Age grade, Abby. This society, communists we have in the villages, you know. You have your age grade also, you're a member. He knows that anytime you read the news, you hear news of your friends; they are making physical advancements that you are not making. It will touch the flesh. He's aware of it, and he now gives instructions that you must not respond to them. Ah, uh-uh. he knows how it is. He is mindful that we are both flesh, yet he gives instructions that don't take any thought for the moral. Comparing themselves with one another, they are not wise, and he gives all those scriptures. What are you supposed to do? I'll tell you. God does not, I said this many years ago, I learned this more than 20, more than 20 years ago, about 25 years ago, I learned this. That God does not expect anybody to obey Him. Now, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to it carefully. He does not expect people to obey Him. He expects them to believe Him. If they believe Him, His word will walk obedience in their lives. Disobedience to His word is a sign that they are not walking in faith. What am I going to say? You find yourself in that kind of situation. You find the word of God. You don't try and say, ah, I will obey this word. I will obey this word. I will not be afraid. No, 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 no. Just guide the word to prayer. So once it's God you are talking to, there's no problem. Say, Lord, in our age grid, I am the poorest. Amen? Amen. Amongst my classmates, I am the one that doesn't have money. And Lord, though, it's not for stupidity. You remember now. You gave me the intelligence to have shine all of these ones in school. Why is it like this? It's because I took this decision at the time. I believe it was right. At this point, I took this decision. Now, this is the door into becoming as rich as my friends. But, now, are you saying but? Somebody say but. But. Somebody say but. but. That but is important when you are praying that kind of rubbish prayer. I say rubbish because all that one you are talking is actually nonsense. Even Jesus did it, so don't feel bad. Just went to the garden. What did he say? (laughs) All my mates are not going to the cross. That's what he told the father. (laughs) What did he now end it with? Nevertheless. That's the but we are talking about. But, not my will, but yours be done. And that not my will does not mean anything you like. What it means, I know it's important. That we understand. Because Christians say, hey, God, anything has your will. I've seen people say things. <laughs> anyway, please read the book. The one that just came out, Guided by the Spirit. I discussed that thing inside there. When Jesus said, not my will, not, but yours be done. He wasn't talking about God, anything one you like, do. No. No. What he said is that, I know your will. I just came here to collect strength. What do I mean? He knew that cross was not negotiable. When he said, not my will, but yours be done. What he was saying is that at this cross we will go. I don't know whether you're catching what I'm saying. Yes. How do I know? Go read John chapter 12. He said, I say, he said, now is my soul troubled. My soul is in distress. He said, what am I going to say? Will I say, Father, deliver me from this hour? He said, no, now, but for this cause I came to this hour. He said, I have come in the volume of these books. It is written of me to do thy will. Oh my God. He said it to the disciples. The moment Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, what did he say? He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. He now went and began to tell them what will happen to him as they are heading for Jerusalem. That was why Peter said, none of this will happen to you. And he said what? Yeah. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus was not in doubt as to what the will of God was. So when he said, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. It was not like God. If you like take away the cross, I'll be happy. No. He knew the cross was not going anywhere. Some of this God, anyone you like, do. It's our way of trying to trick him into come to our side. And let me tell you something. Hey, God. Many things I say. Many times, hmm, when he sees that you are so determined, you know what he will do? He will open the door for you to go against his desire for your life. It's not every open door that God opened for you. Every door is open that comes to your desires. Look, let me say that. I'm not, I mean that literally. I was talking on to one of our brothers your daddy was telling me something. I laughed and laughed. He said, he just said that uh, whichever one God opens. I said, my brother, if God knows you know the truth and you are praying against the opposite, he will open the door for you. Let me give an example. As an example now. Very, very useless example, but it came to my mind, so I'm going to have to use it. I'm a married man, amen? amen. as I see one woman that I like. You know? In a romantic way. And I want to go and visit. And I know what's going on in my mind, and I know the useless thing going on in her mind too. And I get to her door, I stay inside my car, start praying, father. Please, if you want me to see her, let her be at home. If you don't want me to see her, let her not be at home. Even if she was not at home, God ring two angels to bring her back. <laughs> Are you getting my point? No, I, I know the Lord I serve. He said, eh, bank, that's where you like it. No problem. No problem. So you now not go there and not say, Lord, I just want to be sure. If he's at home, I know you want me to come here. If he's not at home, I know he's not your way. Because that's the way you want it, no problem. You will knock. Not only will she be at home, she'll be dressed waiting for you. At that, at that point in time, Holy Spirit will depart. You know what they call ikabod. So be careful when you are giving God some useless signs to whether you know. Look, when the Lord knows you know the truth, when he knows you know the truth, don't ask for a sign. Every sign you ask for when you know the truth is called tempting the Lord thy God. What I have to say is a matter of fact. What am I trying to say here? Listen. God doesn't expect people to forcefully obey him. You don't have your energy. You can't. What does he say you should do? Take that word. Believe it. Go home. And start praying with it every day. When Jesus said, Nevertheless not my will, but yours be done. He knew what he was saying. He was just saying that I don't have the strength in myself to carry it out. So every time he would say, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done, he got more strength to go to the cross. So full of the strength of God was he, when the time finally came, the disciples wanted to fight. He was the one settling the fight. Don't worry, let them take me, let them take me. Peter tried to kill, you know, Peter wasn't trying to cut off somebody's ear. It was the head he was going for. But the man dodged. And <laughs> that was when the ear went off. He healed the man's ears. Did that one. Who are you seeking? They will fall backwards. He said, Don't worry about it. Come, come, come. He made it clear that I'm going willingly. He was very willing to go. Because by that time he had been possessed, listen to this, with the spirit of obedience. How did it happen? Because he said, Nevertheless, not my will but yours be done. So when you have crisis, you take the word home. All your friends in court have overtaken you. Go home. Say, Lord, I came to tell you today. But this is your will. That's what I'm talking about it. You say, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things which he possesses. Say, Lord, that's your will. Nevertheless, this word must be held on to. It must be true. You say, Lord, a man can lay his treasure in heaven. That's your will. Lord, Nevertheless, we must hold on to that truth, not any other thing. You keep on, you know, narrating He said, there is a race that is set before me. It's not a common race with everybody. It's my own race. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. It's a matter of prayer. It's not a matter of I have determined. You can determine and see things stronger than you. The way you've heard me speak for some time, I spoke of that for a long time until a friend of mine visited me one day. <laughs> And he reminded me he wanted to move abroad, go to one of these. Um, actually, he was going to South Africa. He's my age mate, just a few weeks apart in birth. He went to med school later. He finished a first degree before he went to do second degree, uh, medicine as a second degree. So one day came to see me that I had just finished a house job and all of that. I was a senior registrar. So I was talking with him. Why are you traveling and all of that? And he told me everything. He, one of the things he told me that. That there's a particular issue in the home that somebody has to come up with the money to solve it. And he he's describing, there was not one thing he said that was selfish. Everything he said was that I have to help my father, I have to help my mother, I have to help my siblings, I have to help, I have to. Do you understand? Everything was selfless. And now I made a statement, he said, No. He said, you, say, you, say, you are very lucky. You know, you started early. By that time, I was a senior registrar when he was just trying to start out in the medical career. He said, so he said, so he said I don't have that time. You know, as he was talking, eh? something hit me. That back in all this, your faith, faith, you're walking by faith, you don't care about material things. I said, This was what came to me. And I look now, it's more Satan. I didn't think about it that time, but this was the things that came to me. So you see, you've just been thinking about yourself. What about that people that may be depending on you? What about people you are connected with? Your friend is thinking about them, you're not thinking about them. Huh. It hit me. I cried. After he left, I was alone in my room. I wept. I felt stupid. I felt selfish. You no, know, selfish. He don't want to go abroad, go and look for money because that's what everybody did that time. I'm talking many years ago. The country was tight. He don't want to go abroad looking for money. Look at your friend. He has said, you know. I sat down there and I was crying. I'm not kidding you. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, literally the word of the Lord. Just dropped like a stunt in my heart. Except a man hates his father, mother, brother, and sister, he cannot be my disciple. That was what solved it for me. Because I realized I wasn't out of, it wasn't like I hated, I mean, those of you who know me closely enough, I don't look like somebody that hates life. I, I don't fit in deeper life, do I? Or, no, think about it. <laughs> Ask those that know me. I'm telling you the truth. So when you see me talking, it was it was it's not, it not my natural thing. It's not, it's not. The way I used to dress in school, conservative. One day a classmate of mine came to borrow money from me. I was shocked. Ah. I said, you think I have that kind of money? That's what he thought. That was what he thought. I'm not a man that likes to suffer. Don't think I learned how to suffer. It's a learning process. I learned how to soothe Gary and be happy. I learned how to go home, now not to go out and sit in one spot and be content. I learned it. That day my friend came, finished like that when he left. I'm telling the truth, God is my witness. I sat in my house and I cried. Until the father said, the word of the Lord came to my heart. Just dropped, I remember. Just sipped into my heart like a statement. Except a man hates his father and his mother and his brothers and sisters and everybody that wants to depend on him. He can't be my disciple. Of course, was, was, when he was talking about hatred, he wasn't talking about hate them, go after them with a knife and a gun and shoot somebody. No, he was saying that compared to their, to their love for me, that I'm first in their hearts, I'm first in their lives, the pleasure of God is the primary thing in their decision making process. Many people, they make choices which they know is against God's order for their lives. Why? They say because of my children. Why do you insult God with such statements? Are you Now, there's there's an insulting side of it. There's a stupid side of it. What is the insulting side of it? Are you trying to say that God, you love your children more than the father loves them? That's number one. Number two, are you saying without his blessing, especially, whatever effort you put in for those children will amount to anything? (laughs) That's that's the stupid side of it. The insulting side of it is the first one. You think you can. You, where I was going today, say well, let me say, say Peter, thank God for the Holy Spirit. Well, I've gotten there. You will have known that the job the Lord Jesus has—that's what I want to talk about today. Every day, I I brushed it about two one we started this series, okay, about two messages ago. But I wanted to sit on it today for you to know that the job the Lord Jesus has every day, all right, is offering prayers and petitions. With the sprinkling of his blood every day on your behalf, that the promises of God will be fulfilled in your life. Everybody goes to work, that's where he resumes his duties. He has a full time and eternal job of being a high priest. I studied it and found out that what does he do every day? Like I said the other day, he mentions your name. That's what the Bible calls the blood of sprinkling. He sprinkles that blood, that blood is inexhaustible, it doesn't finish one single sacrifice. But the fact does not finish. And every day he offers prayers and petitions. In the power of that blood that he shed. And he mentions your name and listen to me, the names of your children. And you think you can reason about their lives as much as he can? Sorry to say like this, you must be out of your mind. You know, I thought about it. The problem Jesus has is that they don't draw near to him. Right. time is gone. We'll have gone there. That's where I hope to get into. That's was actually my message for today. But just that like we have time, we, we, I mean, I, I can't go into in, in, in details now. I thought about it. The, okay, Lord, if this is what you are doing, what is now the problem? So the problem is that he ever lived to make intercession for those who draw, what? No, they don't. They draw near to embassies, draw near to business planners, draw near to those who teach them how to lay out treasure for tomorrow, draw near to everybody that teaches them everything. Apart from to draw near to Christ. I said, this is the word of God, we are holding on to it. There was a statement I heard Helikela make, where well, I read that Helikela made. can't remember it now, but said says something, and these are Christians must, must handle life. The truth is that, Helikela said, those who face danger, are not more at risk than those who run from it. (laughs) That those who run away from danger are not safer than those who face it. That's what Elikela said. I can't remember her exact words. What am I saying? When we are making decisions, listen to me, never make any decision that subverts the truth of God that you know. Don't ever do it. Don't ever do it. If it looks like the pressure... The pressures of life, they are too much. It is simple. How did the Lord say handle it? Take the words, His word that you heard. Take those scriptures that you built your life upon that brought you to the point of pressure and use it to pray. <laughs> I don't know whether this statement I want to make is good. I was coming to one brother the other day, just a few days ago. Listen, because I'm one person, you know, there are different ways you encourage people. I told you like At the end of the day, what is life? God will take care of all of us. But I told the the brother I was talking with, I said, listen to me. I said, if it is about money, when I gather with my classmates, I'm one of the poorest, cash-wise. Not kidding about it. So, I told my brother, I said, listen. But, am I complaining? (laughs) No. God forbid. Two people came for this local convention I went for, because they heard I would be there. One of them, <laughs> he said he came just because he heard I would be there. He told me how his life was arranged because he stumbled into my messages. And when he was bringing his whole family back home, everybody told him he was mad. But any time he would think, everything I said would be reverberating through his heart, through his spirit. He said, good enough, sir. I have a wife that's on my side. He just came to see me. I tell people if you wanted to value life, Paul said, even though my blood is being poured out as a drink offering, as long as it's on the sacrifice for your faith, I'm content. Hey. And young man came, killed up. He needed to come for this convention because he, I, he, he had to see me. I shook his hand, he looked at the hand like, ah. I said, if hand is doing like that, come, let me hug you completely. <laughs> <laughs> I told my brother, I know what to do. Oh, let me tell you. I was the youngest in my class. Paul said all these things that were gained to me. I counted them as what? Dunk. Why? It's simple. Because God has a purpose, He has a call for my life. And when I see you sitting there listening to me, (laughs) I know I did not make the wrong choice. Do you get what I'm making here? No, if if ever I wanted to get discouraged, all I to, all I just need to do is just travel, travel. I just go somewhere strange and announce, "Hey, my name is Pastor Banky." <laughs> I'll just be waiting for three people that will come and greet me. Say, "Ah, Olga, oh you started this in, in two thousand and five. Since that time, my life has not been the same again." When I hear that, I go back home. I'm cool. Say, Banky, see, you're working. It may not be cash, but you know, it's life that's counting. Are you getting my point? So, Chris Devon said, don't let the need of your life be the God of your life. We're running up and down because, you know, of money. No, no, don't let it happen. Don't let it happen. Don't let it happen. I like the reference. The reference at the year of 45, he had nothing. He had no money, no bank account, no house, nothing. The son of a British army officer. He was a professor, that is a lecturer in Cambridge. As a young man in his twenties, he had entered into the academia in Cambridge, going somewhere great, physically speaking. Then the Lord arrested him and made him a teacher of the word. Then his life scattered. Torah scattering. But God had a plan for him. Are you getting my point here? No, God had a plan for him. As an old man, children were being named after him. Children were being named after him. Why am I talking about that? Listen. Remember where, where I began it from? The knowledge of God. You know what I am talking about. I was supposed to continue talking about the, the way, the truth, and the life. But I'm just talking about what the knowledge of God helps us to do. And how... Where I got stuck on this is I wanted to give a warning. Don't make decisions that turn your back on the revealed word of God. What is the revealed word of God? The understanding that you just know that this is wrong. Now, it's just simple things. You like a woman. You like her very well... You want to marry. Then last minute, they tell you as a believer in Christ Jesus that the family is also... You know, it's a funny thing around here. You know, you, you, are, in, you are in deep, deep poo Are you getting my point? Yeah. You just stuck your leg inside something that's bad because your family people will not hear it. But I hope you understand that that is your own test of faith. Is how you now start telling God whether you believe him or you believe your village idols, it's a simple thing. I'm not saying it's easy. I did, I did not say it is easy. Ooh. Jesus even came and said it. When you follow me, I turned the heart of a father against his son. Yeah, it happens. I did not say it is easy. Forget all this gospel that you somebody present once you just believe God, everything will be going easy for you. Ooh. That thing is a lie. Sometimes you believe God, your life has come to an end. If you did not believe Him, you will have prospered, gone forward, everything will have been okay. You will have built two houses also, have average children, wife that's not going anywhere. You yourself are not going anywhere, but you have money. You'll be flying all over the world, feeling very ha- happy. You'll be like the sinner that David described, that all their joys in this world, once you die. Yes, that's what David said. Everything is in this. you just be like that. Another average non entity. And one thing I've noticed is that, <laughs> God forgive me, no more people just ask, so my children, go, 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 All the children get there and they are average. They melt into the average, into the American pool. They are nothing. And the children come back home to a country run by the children of their drivers, their gardeners, their cooks. They start complaining that what's going on in this country is a spiritual principle. Nothing is going on more than the spiritual principles. Those that dwelt in the land and cultivated, they are the ones that will rule, even if they are sinners. I heard people say say, hey, All these children of the boy's quarter people are now the ones ruling. Really. I say, Your own children are sweeping water in America. What do you expect? Why? Because you had money, those that you could export it, they couldn't afford it. You've forgotten that the poor and the rich have one thing in common. God is the maker of them all. Get used to it, that's what life be. That's what I was saying. So obeying God, that's what I'm saying. It does cost. At such a season, you know, there's where God will set you. You know, because set up. Say, God, why did you let me meet this girl? God said, he won't answer you, but in his heart, he's saying, I wanted you to get into this trouble. If I had let you know early, you will have started saying, eh, no, she really doesn't feel the kind of thing that um, the Lord has You will use my name to deceive everybody. This one, she has fitted everything. You have visions of preaching the gospel in Bolivia. She, all her life she has been dreaming of Colombia. So everything is just time. God even used her to fulfill some of your carnal mindset. You want the woman that look like this? Like look like this. God made her like that for your sake. You want a woman that can teach you, you the, the, your children the gospel. Uh, you met her in Sunday school, <laughs> educating young people. Everybody saying that to me. J-E, S E S, J E, S E S, J E Ah, that was why your heart came there in the first place. And the day you heard her speaking tongues, she was speaking your grandmother's language. And you were worshipping me, Father, I thank you. Then you went and prayed. And Holy Spirit did your will. Holy Spirit said, your word. That is my will. <laughs> and then finally, one of our friends just felt that, well, since this thing is going far, let me just let you know. She meant well though. Because just knows that he doesn't want it to be shocked the day of revelation. <laughs> she now comes to the side she says, actually her grandfather was a household slave of the Igwe. And then they said that they are the Osus that were actually harvested from when they raided the lower part of Kogi and Benue State in eighteen twenty two. Look at the girl again. Look at yourself. <laughs> Your life is over. <laughs> Oh, everybody in the village knows. You only you did not know because you met her in Lagos. Or more. And you meant to tell your father, your father said, over my dead body. And you realize that's one of two things. Either your father dies. <laughs> Aye. I've painted a very bad picture for you, right? Let me just tell you ahead of time. God will accept no excuse for you to turn your back on that girl. That is Christianity we are talking about. You hear what I said? If it's that you don't like the way she talks, but that... you know, there's, There are things you do and you insult the blood of Jesus. There are things you do and you say to God, your will is inferior to that of my father, mother, uncles, and village people. Because what's the worst they will do? They will say, don't come back to the village. So, I make you the king of the world. How does don't come back to the village? <laughs> it's when you are not yet governor. <laughs> Forget those things. When you become governor, you will find the sacrifice that the villages are, villagers know. That they used to cleanse, all those kind of things. When they want to, they, they, one of the DBS will get up and say, Eh, there was one sacrifice my grandfather said. We can use our source time. They say go and harvest a red gorilla, they will find. It. <laughs> they will kill the gorilla and then all your soul lineage has been cleansed. Doesn't matter. They will cl- you will return governor. <laughs> <laughs> That's become our illustrious son. <laughs> so forget that. God knows how to arrange all of these things. But first he has to have you in a place where you are ready to choose him above all else you not saying hate people, just say choose me first. That's, <laughs> what I have told you is what Christianity is about. Obeying God sometimes scatters your life. Oh, just scatters it entirely. You lose your position amongst men. Paul said everything that was gained to me, I had to count as what? As dung. I had to count it as, li- listen, let's forget the word dung. Dung makes it look like, you know, dung. As if it's a, it's cow that shited in the grass. You know, that's dung. You now you're walking in the grass. You step in, I, I don't know if I stepped in cow shit before. You know, it's green. You can see the leaf still inside. That's not what Paul said. Paul said, be like shit. A human being will not be shit. <laughs> cow own is what? Dung. dung. The literal thing Paul said <laughs> is what I'm telling you. You know, I won't lie to you. Sometimes that's what happens when you want to obey God. You have to look at all those advantages and count them as nonsense. That's the test of faith. I was saying that to let you know that, listen, sometimes you have to make a decision in life. You must never turn your back on God. What does it mean to turn your back on God? On His Word. So how do I do it? It is simple. It is very simple. You take that word where? To prayer. Maybe next time I'll get back to it. He ever leave it. King James says, to make intercession for them that draw near to God by him. That's what he does. If they draw near, he said, draw near to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. What is that need that he was talking about? Is the time in which obeying the word is hard. That's exactly what he was talking about. That Hebrews chapter 4 is when obeying the word is hard. When you gather with all those your friends that I was talking about and you look like you don't know what you're doing. When you're in this kind of situation and suddenly your uncles that thought you were the favorite of their nephews. Your father that thought you, 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 you were the favorite of his children. Everybody that loved you suddenly realized that this is your Christianity is going too far. And they're not joking about it. Because your family realized you're about to put a bad name on them. And yet, if you turn your back, you're about to put a bad name on the faith of Christ. Uh Ah, that is when you are. (laughs) That's when you are in it, and that is when you go and pray. Let me also tell you something ahead of time: Your prayer is not God change their minds. Mm -hmm. We pray prayers sometimes that God can't answer. It's not Lord change their minds. It's no. It is how it is. The prayer is nevertheless not my will, but yours be done. And in this situation, nevertheless, not their will. Not the will of the villagers, my parents, no. But yours be done. That's how it is. You pray that prayer, how God will solve it, I don't know. And right now, I actually don't care. I just want you to expect the worst in that situation. When I say expect the worst, expect people to reject you. Expect your villagers not to talk to you again. Expect your family not to call you anymore. Expect them not to attend the wedding. That's the worst that will happen. And God is not promising you it will not happen. No, I find no such promise. If along the line, your father gives his life to Christ and starts following you, it's an added bonus. But the Lord is not promising it. Don't sow any seed to change their minds. It is a test of your faith. I hope you are getting my point here. Let me say one more time. Never do anything that appears like you have turned your back on the word of God. Because that's just the beginning of the end of your life. When you turn your back on God, you know what is happening? This is how God did it. He's on this side. Anybody that turns his back on him, they face Satan. Should I prove it to you? I don't need to, I know you believe it. But just to give you one scripture because it's in my mind. As the Holy Spirit departed from Saul, what happened? Uh-huh. Thank you. Saul was a normal person until he to disobeying God. All the madness in his life was because he disobeyed the Lord. Saul was normal. Please, I hope you are getting my point here. It's very important to understand it. Saul was a normal person until he decided to start disobeying God and sitting down in disobedience. That was how evil spirits entered his life. Many people are praying to God for breakthrough now. They don't know where their breakdown began. It was a choice they made years ago. And it looks like everybody has forgotten. That's what I tell people. When God brings such things to you, you have to cleanse them by repentance and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Let's go down here. Let's give a lot of things. I've spoken enough today. Next time, I'll get into what I wanted to teach. But I hope somebody was blessed today. So let's give a lot of things. And let's just, let's just thank Him. Thank Him. Let's thank Him for light. Thank Him for understanding. Let's say, Lord, I thank you for light. I thank you for understanding. And dedicate yourself once again to obeying God. Dedicate yourself to making choices that are pleasing to Him. Dedicate yourself to obeying His word no matter what. Now, Not by your own strength. I've already explained it. It's not by your strength. It's by the Spirit of God, which operates by you taking His word to prayer. Dedicate yourself again. Say, Lord, I dedicate myself to obeying you. So, Lord, let my life count.